Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. What up? Fran, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. I'm just off today's off day today, chilling. Yes. Nice out today. It is. It is nice. A little bit of a chill, but I like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's some hoodie, uh, hoodie weather. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, but the temperature is starting. Yesterday it was. It was a bit cold. Maybe because it was raining. Yeah, it was dreary. Maybe, it was a little dreary. But it was. Um, it was a bit cold. But other than that, I'm good, man. Just living. That's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. That's all you can do, my guy. Uh, uh, once again, this is a. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm jet setting. Uh, quite frequently for this month, the month of November. Yeah, so, man. um. I don't have many current event news. I do want to talk to you briefly about, I don't know if you heard about what happened in Dallas. For, by the time this is recorded, it'll be more of a thing of the past, but it's a whole QAnon crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that. shenanigans shit. But it's, this is like so crazy. It's, it's hilarious. But we'll get to it. Anyway, Fran, I just wanted to give people an update. Okay. Uh, you know, last episode we spoke about my plans for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, total success. Okay, give it up for me one time. Um, I know this doesn't this doesn't mean much to you, but Phoebe Bridges reposted my uh, Halloween costume that. on her on her Instagram. So uh, major victory, major accomplishment for me. Uh, I've been wearing sunglasses constantly for the last few days. Uh, don't I don't Bye. let people speak to me directly because it's just I'm this is just different levels to shit now. It's just different levels to shit. I'm a different guy now. Gotcha. I'm a celebrity of sorts. Um, and so I just feel like people don't get to address me directly anymore. But, you know. Uh, oh, so like you and uh, like the other like 10 people she reposted on her story. Do you know how many people dress as Phoebe Bridges for Halloween? <laughs> Ten's a pretty elite class of people. Just, I guess, man. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, her show is over for the year, I would assume. What's what? Her uh, her thing. It's not just it's not just relegated to Halloween, Fran. She does other stuff outside of. She doesn't just pop up for Halloween like uh, Jack Skellington. Okay, she uh, it's all year round. Phoebe Bridgers, and eventually she'll enter a new phase, probably where she doesn't wear the skeleton costume anymore, and it won't be confusing. (laughs) Anyway, Fran, as you know, but people were confused because I was also trolling on the social media as well. I was in Los Angeles over the weekend, Mm -hmm. 
I got invited out to the Exactly Right Halloween party uh, by Polly from Jensen Holes, the Murder Squad. Mm-hmm. Thankful to her. Had a great time. Fantastic time. The party was super cool. I didn't want to speak on it in advance because I didn't want to, I don't know, hype it, hype, hype it up or whatever, you yeah. know. But it, I had a good time, so I just feel – and people saw. So I feel like I should give people like a, you know, a brief play-by-play, obviously. Um, landed in L.A. Me and Polly went to the liquor store. Um, we drank all day just talking podcast drama and you know all that stuff like we had a super fun time costumed up hit the road to the party first of all i've been to san diego and i've been to knott's berry farm Mm. i went to knott's berry farm when i was really young and i went to san diego as an adult but like you don't have to go through la to get to san diego so i've never been to la before as an adult everything is 45 minutes away which is not a long time to them Mm -hmm. so i was like is this is the party far she's like no it's not far Almost an hour into driving. Really? Yes. Everything is like and far. And it's still LA. And it's still LA. It's huge, bro. It's huge. Crazy. LA's massive. Like where we were, we were like near Marina Del Rey. That's not anywhere near the stuff. You know what I mean? Like the Hollywood sign and all. that's a whole. Everything is separate. Like you could, you got to really mm-hmm. pick where you go to be in LA if you're coming to see somebody. Because if you go, oh, uh, I'm over. I'm in East. I'm in North Hollywood. And they go, well, I'm in West Hollywood. So I, we won't see each other. Because you're, you're an hour from me. Damn. So that's a real choice to like, I'd have to really try. And then you get stuck in traffic. It could be, be longer. So LA's ma- massive. Anyway, we get to the party. It's at this cool brewery. So many people at the party. Mm. It's like at this like caged in back part of the brewery. Mm. Like it's like exclusive. And there's everybody's in costume. And it's a bunch of comedians. Because it's like podcasters and people in the industry. So all the costumes are creative. Yeah, All the costumes are like, not just from spirit halloween not there might have been no spirit halloween costumes at the whole thing mm-hmm. uh met paul holes for the first time mm-hmm. hung out with him the whole night he's super cool sounds like that in real life yeah like i i, I watched him do a whole thing like somebody you, mean was, you met him first time in person i met him for the first time in person yeah, 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 yeah. shook his hand met billy yeah. super tall yeah very affectionate guy loved him but hung up but but billy got out of there pretty early with his wife they left pretty early so me and paul were hanging out the whole night and yeah man he really talks like that just deep voice. He was like, "Yeah, so this uh, this cab is really uh, it's really it's getting the job done. I like this Cabernet." I was like, "Yeah, it is good. I think I'm going to get a beer next." He's like, "I think I will too." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I was like, yeah, right." Like, hey on. man, you're not. You know, you're not. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's. There's no like nothing's recording. You just <laughs> everything had like a, a like a like a mystery to it. It was. Yeah. I loved it. I was loving it the whole night. And then he, he had this really genuine moment at the end of the night where. There was a girl who was a fan of the podcast who he got an interview. Like we were, t- me and him were talking, and then she was like, "I just want to say," and he's like, and she asked him about the Golden State Killer, mm. and he went on this two minute thing. I was like, it was like a podcast. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, you want to say you're happy that you caught somebody, but really, I mean, that's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life." Like, captivating. Yeah. Like I'm speechless. She's speechless. He's like really breaking down the case and his feelings about the case, and it was just crazy. Anyway. The the party's super fun. They had a costume contest. I didn't I didn't make it in top five, but I did introduce myself to the party of who I was. You know, mm-hmm. people people enjoyed it. I you know I went up on the microphone because they had everybody come up on the microphone that was gonna enter into the contest to be like, okay. who, what are you? Yeah. And I didn't have a chance though because uh, uh, Bridger Weinecker, who hosts I Said No Gifts, came to the party as a woman who was having a terrible vacation. Okay. And it was genius. 
he had a neck brace on this like messed up wig he had like a black eye and a cane and he just sold it perfectly yeah. they're like who are, what are like everybody's confused and yeah. he goes i'm a woman having a terrible vacation huh. uh, place went crazy hilarious everything <laughs> like that um met georgia hardstar mm. sweetheart yeah so kind shook her hand held on to her hand we talked had a, a sweet moment and everything got some photos karen I, I I didn't have the I didn't have the stones, bro. She was so cool, Couldn't bro. She was so cool, bro. I, I felt I felt like shit when I texted you that. I felt like shit when I texted you that because I was like, "That's not me. Yeah. Uh, that's not me." I'm I not, said that. I yeah, like, I don't what? I don't clam up at parties. I'm a very social guy. And she had a do- she had her dog with her. Mm. She had Frank with her. She had her wow. dog. She had her dog with her, and he was like a you know a, a royalty at the party, and yeah. that was such an easy end. I could have been like, oh my God, hey, I love dogs. Yeah. Hello, I'm Alvin. And I just couldn't, bro. She was so cool. And she has these like steel eyes. Where the, look. She just, it might it, be she look. looks intimidating. Exactly. Not, yeah, like, really not like mean, but just like, I don't want to come up to her and say right. some dorky shit. And right, she's right, like, right, right. yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. You know, so I just was like, I just won't. But I did meet her briefly at the end of the night. And yeah. she was also very nice. She just was saying bye to people. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't have a moment with her like I had with Georgia. Yeah. And then I met Steven for the first time, like in person. Mm-hmm. And we hit it. I mean, that was not, it wasn't even like meeting. It was just like, hey, Steven, hey, you know, because me and him are buddies. Right. So it was just a really cool party. It was so last minute that I, to pull it off, I was so stressed out because that's not, I'm not that guy. Yeah, man, I was I'm jealous. Not- <laughs> I was jealous the whole weekend. I was like, this fucking guy, man. <laughs> Well, man, look, look, man. Either you have kids, or you get to do stuff that I do. I think you 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 like having kids. Oh, absolutely. All right, then. So then yeah. you don't get to do everything, my guy. I'm just saying I was just because I couldn't go. Yeah, no, I it would have been nice. It would have been nice. It would have well, been nice. It, it wasn't a planned like. No, it was, was super like, spontaneous. So it wasn't like, hey, bro. Yeah, you, the party was Friday. For- she told me about it like Wednesday. Yeah, maybe Tuesday. I had to figure everything out. I have I have I have my dog. I yeah. had to figure out how to. Without order. kids, I wouldn't be able to make this. Yeah, my, my yeah. job ain't happening. It would have been nice to have. <laughs> it would have been nice to have you there because, like, I know you would have been like, go, go talk, go do that. Yeah. And I didn't have anybody there to do that because f- one of the things I'm most proud about is I'm if I'm a plus one, mm-hmm. you don't need to babysit me. Yeah. You can go and talk to your friends, and I'll make friends. Yeah. Which I did. I had a great time. I met a, a Chris Fairbanks. Who, who hosts a podcast with Karen Kilgariff called Do You Need a Ride? Hilarious. He was some mm. kind of professor. We did a whole bit about glue, mm. about finding different types of glue. He's super funny. Like I just met, I met a lot of really cool people, but then it was like, I saw Georgia, saw Karen, and was like, okay, well, I won't be speaking to them. And then just like avoided eye contact. Like I was trying not, I was like, I was like, I, I can't take my phone out and try to get a little sneaky picture. I'm not going to try to do any yeah. of that kind of stuff. I don't want to be a weirdo. So I just, I just continued to mingle and have a good time. And like I said, I hung out with Paul most of the night. Super cool dude. Super fun time. Got shitty face drunk. Like, I mean, they, but they provided lifts. Okay. So we didn't have cool. to worry about anything. So we got lift back, passed out, and then spent the next two days in LA. Me and Polly just hanging out. We went to the movies, got brunch. Last day of uh of the trip, went to a brunch place, got some mimosas. Okay, it was just super fun, and I'm glad that she asked me. It was the most random ask I've ever. Like I was when she asked me, I was like, "Does she know I live in Baltimore?" <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Maybe she thinks I don't know what she thinks." But she just was like, "I just, I just, I just figured like, hey man, my plus one dropped out. Let me just see if Alvin wants to go. Yeah. It's, it's random. I'm I'm aware of that, but I know he'll have a good time. I know I don't have to babysit him, and, yeah. and you know, so whatever. And I was like, fucking yeah, let's do this. Yeah." And it was really cool, man. And like I said, my, my costume was a hit, obviously. Phoebe Bridgers, me and her are like homies now. So, um, yeah, I'm right. just on a different wavelength these days, bro. So, you know, um, we're, we can do this podcast, obviously. 
But from now on, I might need to get another person in here to be a third mic. You tell them what you want to tell me, and then they can tell me what you said. Because yeah, I sure. just don't. It's just different tax brackets now. Not fun. literally money, because nothing was monetarily gained, but like just you know life taxes. Me and you just are different life tax brackets. Tax brackets now. I guess you know it is what it is. I guess. But also, I just want to put the kibosh on some things that came from all the fun. Mm. There are we, we are not joining the Exactly Right Network. I just want to let people, like, I got so many messages and stuff because really? of everything that was happening. Understandable, yeah. I guess. But, like, and, I, you know, I, I just wanted to say I don't want any people to think there's some announcement coming or something like that because there isn't. Mm-hmm. I just went out to go to a party with my friend. It just happened to be at the, uh, the party that was hosted by the people who got us to start a podcast yeah. and all that. It just happened to be that, which there was a... There was a full circleness to it that was like crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, so many, cra- it's been such a crazy couple of years. This journey's been wild, but being at that party was so cool and fun and, but trippy at the same time to be like, well, this is, cr- I'm sharing space with, I'm in LA. Yeah. I'm sharing space with these people who I have so much respect for. Like, it was, it was really cool, but there's no plans to do anything on the network or anything like that yeah. just to let people know so that's what's up it man. was just a fun weekend with my friend glad you had a good time yeah I had, a, I had a blast man and now I'm going to this uh, bachelor party thing in Miami which is you know I'm not a Miami guy so I'm not really psyched mm-hmm. but I love my brother you know I love my, my, my boy JJ's getting married yeah. and so I'm gonna go be there to support him but Miami's just not my scene I don't wear sunglasses at night I don't own all white clothes um <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not a uh, you know I, I don't uh, I'm not a big strip club guy, but you know this is this is this is this is weekend. So yeah. and he wants all his grooms party to be there and all that stuff. So I'm gonna so that's what why we're recording this on Wednesday. Yeah, really far out from when I mean this doesn't yeah. come out for like an, a week. So yeah. we're like a week in the past. But um yeah man how how you know how's life man how you doing same I mean, old same system <laughs> I mean I already answered this at the beginning of the show that's it it's, just, <laughs> it's cold it's, just, it's cold yeah, it's cold it's, I mean nothing, nothing, come on bro changed, you man. can't come on no man you gotta listen I don't, we're gonna start we're gonna start <laughs> we've already started peeling back the onions of Fran what but I need to, I need you to start going deeper with the like people. what I don't know like how are you feeling bro the world's crazy bro 2020 was insane how, yeah. are, you, how are you feeling mentally are you are you are you are you up are you down are you excited about life like what how is Fran feeling these days I'm not feeling a um, so not just the weather. I like a weather update, but like, how's Fran feeling? Um, I'm feeling okay. Okay, my back is hurting, but other than back that, thing's I'm fine. still going on. Yeah, huh? my, I got my pad here. My back is hurt. Yeah. I played ball the other day, and my back was on fire. But you played through it. Oh yeah, you got I'm it. A, I'm who? I know you're a soldier. I'm who? Right? But I'm talking about after it. Though. I think it's because I haven't played in a while. But my back was hurt. But other than that, I'm fine. I have uh some things going on that's in the works that may take time, but I don't want to speak on those right now. So. Okay, I respect and I respect that. Yeah. But even that is something. Yeah, I know you got some. You I just don't. I just don't like jinxing. I just don't like no, talk because I, I just don't want to jinx that. I feel like when you talk about it, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't happen. There was a part of me who didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to go like, yeah. So hey guys, going to this exactly right party in L.A. Because up until I landed in L.A., I was like, there's a chance she could just be like, hey, so never mind. The person I was going to go with uh, is going now. Yeah. So I just never don't mind. Get too high on stuff. So it's just like, yeah. I just try to. I don't like to announce that. it. And I get yeah, that. Yeah. So I get that. I yeah. get that for sure. I'm, I'm very much the same way. But but still, people just want to know, man. People yeah. just, people just want to know. They want to dig in. They want to dig in a friend. Also, I got fucking eviscerated because I called your daughter's Halloween costume Jasmine, and she apparently is T- was Tiana. Oh, it's Tiana from know. the Princess in the Front. I don't fucking come on, man. What, Jasmine's black. That's a black name. I just pulled a black name out. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, who said are, that? 
Everybody was like, where? On the Facebook oh, group, no. on Instagram. People were just, Twitter. I got tweets about it. Like, first of all, Jasmine's from Aladdin. <laughs> I was like, listen, people, oh, yeah. do you understand this is a podcast? And I have to, so, something comes at me and I need to be able to have a, a comment on it in five seconds. Yeah. I don't have the luxury of like being able to sit and think about it for wh- however long. Yeah. Also, I didn't fucking see the movie. Yeah. I didn't see The Princess and the Frog. I saw about 15 minutes of it. And I, Which honestly, one was she? Tiana? Yeah, the oh, one shit, I don't know. I don't know, man. This one know. in New Orleans. She they wanted were, the costume. I got it for her, and that's that. <laughs> she know who it is. But also, once again, you continue to dodge these bullets because nobody said, "Hey, man, Fran, whose child it is, yeah. and who sees the costume and paid money to get the costume." He didn't correct him. Nobody. It wasn't towards you. There was nothing towards you. Somehow, you fucking bulletproof, man. I don't understand. They 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 know to go to you, man. Fran won't respond. Alvin will respond, and let's so let's do, let's tag him res- to tell him how wrong. But the he thing is. is, I do respond to people when they message me. But some stuff they just know. Do don't not, ask me that. Don't ask me. <laughs> ask Alvin, and he can answer you to the best of his ability. <laughs> All right, so moving on. So that's a little that's a little uh, weekend Halloween update. Yeah, yeah I, like I said, I had a great time. That's me, dope, me and Phoebe Bridges are super cool now. That's that was the biggest part mm-hmm. of the weekend for me, honestly. Sure. Um, meeting Georgia was super cool and, and everything, and getting a photo, but. That was the one thing that I did speak into existence ahead of time about about Phoebe Bridgers. Okay, so speaking something into existence is like I'm really I'm really big into manifestation. And I am too, and so to an extent, to an, well, yeah, I can't like I'm not gonna be like Lamborghini. Yeah. you know, well, you gotta put in the work. I say that. Yeah, but you gotta you know. You gotta, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more realistic to be like somebody takes a picture of me dressed up as them as a Halloween, and then they like the picture. That's more realistic manifestation. <laughs> so I manifested that, and I felt really good about it because All right, I, you gonna you gonna stop shooting down my dreams, getting the Lamborghini, man. Why just when I pull up in here, hit donuts around this corner? Bro, it's just not feasible, bro. Like you can't come here in a Lamborghini. The potholes are like Baltimore is not a good live place here and have one. So then, what is the okay? Okay, so I can't shoot down your dreams. So what is your dream? You live in. Cabo with a Lamborghini. You're not gonna. Like, you're also not gonna live here. Move, move where? We gotta do the podcast. Do it virtually. Do it virtually. Look at you. You don't even have the Lamborghini yet. You big timing me. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a dip man. <laughs> I may have like. If you a, have Lamborghini money, you're gone. I'm gone. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna go to L. A. That's where I will be at. But, but Baltimore, come on, bro. It has all the seasons. But I can't have a, a Lamborghini here. You can't, for many reasons. No. Oh yeah, not just the potholes. <laughs> the potholes is my last. You, somebody tried to squeegee boy <laughs> your Lamborghini windshield. I'm like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I will, I will throw that thing in park. It will be <laughs> shut the whole block down. <laughs> Do you know what car this is? <laughs> Are you crazy? The audacity. Do you know what kind of windshield ever fluid is in this Italian machine? <laughs> and you're trying to use sewer water? <laughs> Don't ever. We ha- we we got to be out. Do the podcast virtually. Yeah, that's insane. Got to go. Well, briefly, I do want to I do want to touch on. So I'm gonna just give you the I'm just gonna give you the highlights. So QAnon, okay, crazy conspiracy cult, in my opinion, honestly, it's mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest cult ever. It's a man because we, you know we make jokes and stuff. We've never said it directly, but I have my thoughts, especially after watching that um that documentary on the fake uh, Instagram and everything like that. Yeah, where social media is kind of a cult. Mm-hmm. Being a, you know you're obsessed with your phone and likes and yeah. the feelings and there's statistics about how not getting likes on a photo can affect pe- people's emotions. Yeah. It's a cult, right? But that's like, not really. QAnon is, I think, the biggest cult in human history because it's, it's on your phone. It's in your pocket. You can just check in on a Facebook group, get the newest information, the newest beliefs to believe, watch the latest video, and then go back to serving people ice cream or being a mailman or mm-hmm. being a real estate agent. Like, you don't, these people have 
are a part of everyday society and can smile and, hey, oh, did you see the game last night? And all this type of stuff. But if you start digging deep just a little bit, they will espouse some of the craziest, goofiest shit you've ever heard. And a group of that group went to Dallas this past weekend. Okay. Because they thought John F. Kennedy Jr., Mm -hmm. who died in a plane crash in like the 80s, faked his death and was going to make an appearance at the place where his father was assassinated, John F. Kennedy, Mm -hmm. to announce that he's the vice, he's running for vice president with Donald J. Trump. Who sparked that rumor? A bunch of fucking lunatics. So, but if you went on to the internet this weekend, there was like the, the street where John F. Kennedy was shot. Yeah. Line down, like a parade was coming. Line down both sides of the street where people with Trump paraphernalia on and merchandise and holding signs up waiting for a dead man to pull up in a car or something and announce that he was running. He was running for office with Donald Trump. And then when he didn't show up, shocker, because he's dead, they went, oh, no, John F. Kennedy Jr. is actually Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones band who was happened to be performing in Dallas that night. So they were like, so he was there because he's actually Keith Richards. So he had to spin it some mile. Yeah, they had to be right. Wrong. Yeah, they had to be right some kind of way. So they were. So he, so he was there. He just didn't show up to where they were. But he was there, and that's a subliminal. That was a subliminal message to them that Keith Richards is is John F. Kennedy Jr. and everything like that. So that's where we are, man. That's, that's scary, man. Yeah, but but and that's scary. But you know, the scariest part is like forty one percent of the country believes that kind of stuff. <laughs> Maybe not that part where they show up to the to that, but. Other stuff that is involved in the whole QAnon thing. Yeah. Like 41% of the country believes that shit. So it's something, you know, we can make our jokes and everything like that. But this is the elections in 2024. Joe Biden has been very underwhelming. You know, he's not. So the the election is not sold up for him by any means. Even if people just, it's the still the lesser of two evils thing. Mm-hmm. That's what people have kind of, that's what got him in the office. I don't know if that's al- always I feel like it's always that. though. Yeah. How about just like a person that inspires <laughs> and is like a, a, a candidate you can believe in or whatever, as opposed to like, but you don't want the other guy to win. So we're going to be in another situation where you, we don't want the other guy to win. And 41% of the country believes crazy nonsense is diehard knows who they're voting for today and have known since we talked about when I remember when you were like, you think it's over? I was like, no, this dude is, these flags are coming back out. Like yeah. they're, they put them away for a couple weeks. And but now they're starting to unfold out and they're ba- they're getting hyped up. It's, it's the Super Bowl's coming. Right. Yeah. So and it, it's going to be another thing of a bunch of passionate people versus a bunch of people who passionately hate the other guy. Yep. And I think people just need to be aware of that because 41 percent plus a nine to 15 percent of people who just are like, I'm going to vote for the Republican no matter who the candidate is. That's over 50 percent. So there's work that needs to be done, whether it's making these people trying to wake up your family members who are like and you know joe biden's a lizard <laughs> which i don't know if you can if that guy, if he believes that for real just genuinely honestly believes that i don't know if there's anything to be done but i just feel like after we're done laughing about oh my god they think jf kennedy john f kennedy's in the rolling stones and all that's funny or whatever those people's vote matters just as much as your vote matters so there's all things we need to keep in mind when we stop laughing because it's not funny anymore I mean, it's still funny. That was funny and insane. But it's real. Like, this shit is real, bro. It's not a joke. Like, this shit is really happening. People think a dead man was going to come back to life <laughs> and announce that he's running for vice president. Bro, we live in a fucking, of a, we live in a book. We live in like a youth, a, a YA novel. Yeah. This is fantasy land. So it's just something Maybe I should move out of the country. 
about that? Oh, I thought about it. Yeah, man. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I think it's Fran's turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit first. So uh, stick around. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Welcome back. It's my turn to go first this week. My affirmative murder this week is about the story of Dustin Higgs. Dustin Higgs. The last, my last couple of stories have been about, you know, these people have been in Maryland. So I just yes. been going on, just trying to find these stories about like, it has to be, we've done so many stories, but it's like, I'm like, it has to be more in the state of Maryland sure. that we don't know. That may not have a lot of details to it or whatever, sure. but you know, there's enough and mm-hmm. enough to, you know, shine light on it. And if you're also, if you're ever looking to do, to do a deep dive on a story, cause you find the name and you don't yeah. know the information, Laura Norton from the fall line did teach me how to file a FOIA request. So if you ever are looking to have me get you a folder full of information on a story because yeah. you want to really dig into it and feel, understand what happened, yeah. just let me know I can and I can see about trying to file a request and get you the case. Oh, but she she does that like that's what she, yeah that's she, what she's she a fucking professional investigator yeah, yeah, yeah like she's like a full on yeah no her team goes deep they get yeah, the, yeah. the full details but she that's did dope. teach me how to file a FOIA request so sometimes yeah we will well, you gotta do it online or you gotta call and you, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta file you gotta file it's a it's a piece of paperwork that you gotta file with the department that that has the information so it's like it's like steps so and it's then public, sometimes it's it costs public, money though. it's public but sometimes it costs money okay. and stuff like that so if it, but if it's something that you're really interested in like you really want to find the details out for a story or for whatever yeah i do like um for yeah, harrison grant harrison grant you can file a FOIA request for that yeah. also before you jump into your story i just want to introduce a new sound for when stuff gets a little too heavy or crazy this will kind of either either if you want to prep people by letting them, letting them know hey hey we're something I'm about to get into some crazy detail or after some crazy detail we'll hit them with the holy spirit activate oh no holy oh, spirit no. Oh, activate no. holy spirit <laughs> activate 
Activate. Activate. All right, let's go. And then we can proceed from there with, you know, a new spirit and, you know, feeling like we can take on anything or any challenge that is before us. You know, so I just wanted to let I just wanted to let them know and let you know that that's available to you whenever you would like to 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 get on that. All right, I don't think I'll need it. But. <laughs> <laughs> just I was just wanting to know you, you, you know. just can help yourself. You just like I gotta I gotta play this. Well, I needed to let people know that it's available. I, you you got to set up set up the context because if I play it when if you say some crazy shit and I hit it, they're gonna be like, what the fuck is that? Now they know to be prepared for <laughs> if it comes. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I got <laughs> you. Man. Informing us. Yeah, yeah. yeah no problem. Man. You know, I got your back. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yes, my story is about. Dustin Higgs, my sources are uh, just Wikipedia. Um, so Hig- Higgs was born in Poughkeepsie, New York on March 10th, 1972 to Alfonso Higgs and Merlin and Bennett. When Dustin was eight, Merlin was diagnosed with, with, with cancer. She died in 1982 when he was 10. Mm. Friends and relatives saw a big change in his mood after this. He moved. So he moved in 1991. He moved to um, Lower Merlin. On the evening of 19... 19- on the evening of January 26, 1996, Higgs, Higgs and Willis Haynes and Victor Gloria drove from Higgs' apartment in Lower Merlin to Washington, D.C. to pick up Tamika Black and Tanji Jackson and Misha Chen. Dates had been arranged for each of the men and women, and the groups had agreed to meet and hang out together. So like a three, like a three, a three, three, a, three date. Yeah. It's just a group of friends hanging out. I guess they're all dating in some way, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Just, uh, just a Hook, regular hooking, fr- or hooking friends up with friends. Right. Just yeah. a, a random night. Um, just hanging out with some friends. The six of them traveled in Higgs vehicle, which is a blue Mazda MPV van and returned to his apartment to drink alcohol, smoke, smoke weed and listen to music. Sounds like a good time so to it's me. A good night. I mean, he has a trash car, but you know, you tell I'm your friends gonna. to get with my friends. We can be friends. We can be friends. Yeah. His car is still trash. I mean, I mean. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you used to drive a van. Don't get all high and mighty now because your car is two-toned and whatever. What? You know, you don't, don't, don't get slick. Don't, don't His car your, is trash. Don't turn your back on van life His like that. His car is trash, man. I'm not. That was my joint. That was my bad. I missed that. I missed that van. <laughs> you don't even understand the, I'm not Nikon. That's in the past, and we gonna leave it in the past. <laughs> man, do your story, man. Move on. <laughs> you brought it up. You brought it up. Uh-huh. So you yeah, so up. they're at the. I'm just saying, it's Mazda van. It's trash. Uh-huh. Picking up ladies and that. I'm like, bro, we gonna have to rent a car. This is this is not gonna work. <laughs> uh, so again, they it was a night out. They went back to the crib. Mm-hmm. Got some alcohol. Got some weed. This to some music. What this was in? What year was this? This was in 1996. Oh man, uh, Tupac was out. Tupac, Biggie, Ready to Die. This is how we do it. Was big in 96. I think so. 96. It was out. Yeah. Gotta get your groove on. Whatever it is, play it. I want you to play a couple seconds of it. This is how we do it. Damn. Yeah. I mean, just I just want people to. Oh man. Yeah. Imagine. It's jumping the apartments. Outside of this, outside of the sad story. I don't even I know what's happening to, yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. This just three people, six people having a good yeah, time I in just, the apartment. I just want people to. Some people may go. This was my year. Yeah. Like, this was my jam in '96. Just imagine you hanging out with some friends, people yeah. doing the Roger got some Rabbit drinks. Mm-hmm. Got some, you know, some out smoking some weed. Yeah. Back in your prime young days, mm-hmm. saying shit like, "Man, that's fat." Yeah. <laughs> they say they say that right. That's the thing. I think I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they were saying. '96. <laughs> word up. Yeah. <laughs> definitely said word up. Hey man, that's tight. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> <what's> that? <laughs> 
I think that was the term they Man, used. Man, you are tripping. Yeah. I don't know. These some of these still made it to now, so I don't know if they started then. Yeah. <laughs> I know fat pH at P, pretty hot and tempting is not a thing now, mm. but it was. It was. They, yeah. they were saying peace. People were always just saying, "All right, man, peace." Yeah, peace out. One love. Yeah, one, one love. One. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Cut the music. Cut the music. Um. So again, they was partying, having a good time. So the partying continued into the early hours of January twenty seventh. You know, they went past 12 o'clock mark, yeah. still partying. Having a good time. At some point during that night, an argument broke out and the woman left the apartment. Mm. Higgs and Haynes, Higgs, sorry, Higgs, Haynes, and Gloria then headed out after them. Now, Gloria is a, is a guy. At that, me reading yeah, story, his last kept, name. it kept throwing me off. His last name is Gloria. Yes. So Higgs, Haynes, and Gloria then headed out after them. With, Higg, with Higgs uh, driving his own vehicle and Haynes sitting in the front passenger seat, Gloria was sitting in the back of the van behind Higgs. Higgs drove his van to the side of the road where the women were walking. So all three of the women left, not just one woman. Yeah, all three of the women left. Got it. Yeah, and yeah. then all three of the men followed behind them. Yes. Got it. Okay. Now, Got it. Okay. I've been in situations where it was like, uh, where something happens between one of your friends and, and the girl, mm-hmm. and, it, and it messes up the whole thing. Yeah. It messes well, up. in my experience, in my experience, it's... See, here's the problem when you're when you're a guy who's like, uh, "Hey, bring some of your girlfriends yeah. to the thing." It's the girls, the, the girls that come. Is their if they think your friend's ugly, they don't have to do anything with the friend. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, if you're a good friend, you go. Well, I'm not gonna just like go off to a room or whatever and yeah, then yeah. leave my friends to be annoyed right. or whatever. Right. So we all have to leave. Yeah. You know. So I would assume that it's some type of thing like that happened right like i didn't come here for all of that i just came right. here to smoke some weed and, and drink and hang some out weed. yeah kind of like and they're like what's well what now yeah, yeah and yeah. then it's like well we're gonna leave yeah and that's what we're gonna do yeah okay so yep. now okay continue they offered the woman a ride mm-hmm. which they willingly accepted the woman got into the into the back of the vehicle and higgs drove out of laurel neighbors in the area reported hearing and seeing three women laughing and talking in the early hours of that morning while they were still at the apartment. Why are they, yeah, it had to be while they were still at yeah, the apartment. Yeah, before they left. Yeah, before yeah. shit turned. Yep. Higgs drove his van along a state road onto the Patuxent Research Re- Refuge mm-hmm. and, stopped the vi- and stopped the vehicle near the Patuxent Wildlife Research Center. The woman got out of the van and Haynes exited the vehicle. Haynes then fatally shot each of the three women with a silver thirty-eight caliber pistol before returning to the van and closing the door. So he drove them out to like a the woods. To the woods, yeah. So remember, Haynes is the one that shot these three women. Higgs was the vehicle. Higgs, Haynes yeah. was the passenger. He got out. And Gloria was in the back. Gloria was in the back. Yep. Drove these girls to a fucking the woods. Yep. And then Haynes got out. shot the three women with a thirty-eight caliber pistol before returning to the van and closing the door. Wow. The gun was then thrown into the Anacostia River. Early on January 27th, a passing motorist found the women's bodies and a and, the, and contacted the park police. Mm. Again, remember they in that they in that the wildlife, wildlife reserve yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Jackson's day planner was found at the scene with Higgs, with Higgs' nickname and telephone number recorded in it. Remember, at the time there was no phones. People, yeah, had phone there's books paperwork. And, every yeah, yeah. got if yeah if you need to know somebody's phone number, you probably have a little a little journal or something on you yeah. with people's contact information. Yep. In it. Uh, according to the medical examiner, Jackson and Black had each been shot once in the chest mm. and once in the back, and Chen had been shot once in the back of the head. Oh. Um, there was no... 
in the story, there was no reason, you know, why he shot her in the back of the head or, you know, yeah, any other different, you know, why was she shot in the head and others were shot in the chest? Well, I would, it, this is um, speculation. I'm not a fucking mm-hmm. forensic specialist or anything like that. But my guess would be she was shot last and they probably run. had her, oh. no, they probably had her like get down to, you know, she's probably freaking out and everything and they probably just had her get down to, you know, calm down, whatever, and then shot her probably behind Possibly, in, the, in yeah. the back of her head. Like, yeah. You know, well, I was unsus- looking at it maybe, unsuspecting. Yeah, I was, I was thinking like maybe it was a reason why she was killed that way. Maybe mm. it was something. More, more anger to more, it or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, so the murders went unsolved for nearly three years. Mm. His was first questioned about them in March 1996 at his apartment. He, he acknowledged that he had, he had known Jackson and had talked to her that night before she died. He was arrested at his apartment, at his apartment, searched um, as he was suspect, suspected of an unrelated bank fraud violation. Mm. Police found cocaine and firearms in his apartment. On May 12, 1997, he pled guilty to possession with an intent to distribute cocaine. He was sentenced to 17 years in the federal prison. 17 years? 17 years, yeah. 17 years in the federal prison. Now this has nothing to do with, you know, the three. The three yeah, yeah, this scale. is just his own shit. So in October 1998, Gloria and Haynes were arrested on unrelated drug charges. After being questioned, police learned of more details surrounding the murders. On December 21st, 21st, Higgs and Haynes were indicted by a federal grand jury on murder charges. Higgs was already in custody at the time, serving his 17-year trafficking sentence. Mm-hmm. After this revelation, Higgs and Haynes were, ti- were tried separately in 2000. So Gloria pleaded guilty to being an accessory after the fact to the killings and in exchange for testimony against Higgs and Haynes, mm. was sentenced to seven years in prison. His testimony was the main piece of evidence presented in Higgs' trial. So Gloria was just, I was in the back. Of course, you're still going to be... Um, Accessory to the crime, but yeah. I was in the back of the van. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Yeah. So I will be testifying oh, yeah. happily. <laughs> yeah. Triple murder? Yeah. Oh man. No, yeah. it's not a chance. I'm not. It's not a there's not a chance. Yeah. You're you guys are going under the jail. Yeah. But it's also like he does like he and I, 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 I don't I think he doesn't get to get painted as a hero for sure. He doesn't get to be painted as a hero because he didn't say anything for years. True. You know what I mean? It's not like he came forward the next day and was like, these guys killed these three women. This is terrible. He got caught up on a whole different charge, and now he was going to die with that secret. He would have died yeah. with that secret if they yeah. hadn't got caught. And now, because he got jammed up on some drug charges, that's what they got caught up on, right? Yeah. They got caught up on drug charges. Like, well, Higgs got caught up on drug charges, and then they got caught up on drug charges too? Yeah. And then this came, the murder came up? Mm-hmm. And then in order to try to get away from the murder, you, you, you decide, okay, now, I, now I'll be honest. Now I'll come forward and say what I know. You know, like, I don't think anybody's painting this guy as a hero, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, I just want that, to, I just wanted to say that. Like, he's not doing a good deed. Yeah, so, I mean, I thought you was going to say, what's well, kind of along the same lines. I thought you was going to say, um, again, they go going soft for three years, but you never know. This dude Higgs was in the drug trafficking. Yeah. And in that industry, I guess you could say. But also, everybody was like, I can't even. Same thing, because this dude's going to, he's going to kill me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, yeah. that's, okay. No, okay. No, okay, that's the angle. That, okay, that's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, he, he might have been intimidated. He might have thought, thought it was wrong. Yeah. Wanted to say something, but, like, I'm not going to say anything because Higgs is crazy and he'll kill me. Yeah. So. Possibly. Yeah, so the prosecution's version of events was that, 
So here's, here's the prosecution versions of events. Mm-hmm. So it was that Higgs got into a heated argument with, with, with Tansy Jackson at his apartment on the evening of January 26, 1996. Ruined the vibe. Yep. Jackson has supposedly taken a knife from the kitchen and threatened, Higg- and threatened Higgs after she rejected his alleged sexual uh, advances towards her. Mm, so he tried to sexually assault her. Yeah. Didn't think about that. I was like, oh, I see where this came. Yeah. Where, you know, a great night can go yeah. can go left. You came here, you drank my liquor, you smoked my weed, yeah. you owe me now. Yep. And then she's like, no. And then he's like, well, I still am going to get what I want. And yep. then she pulled a knife on him. This yep. is the prosecution's version of events. Prosecution's version, yep. Okay. So after the argument, the women left the apartment enraged. According to Gloria, Jackson made some kind of threat as she left the apartment. As Higgs watched the women leave, he saw Jackson appear to write down his license plate number. Mm. According to Gloria, this angered Higgs, who was concerned she knew people who may retaliate against him. Mm. So, again, Higgs was caught up in all kinds of shit, you know, gang drug, could have been anything yeah. where he was like, paranoid. She's a, she's a threat, mm-hmm. you know, if she go out and tell somebody else. Yeah. And also, he's also feels emasculated and embarrassed yep. and all yep. that stuff. Hell so yeah. all that yeah. concoction of things yeah. equals a man's violence. Yeah. But for you to but, but for to think of that to go that's going to throw you over the top when you yeah. like, "Oh, you like, you know, send you First, senior, I didn't get what yeah. I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to copy my license plate cuz you're going to tell somebody or whatever? No. That's, it ain't going down like that. Yeah. But again, he didn't kill those women. The, yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah, damn. The men then left the apartment and headed after them in Higgs' van. They pulled over again. This is the story over again. They pulled over and offered the woman a ride, which they accepted. The prosecution ac- accepts that they were not forced into the vehicle okay. or taken against their will. Okay. Higgs did not drive the correct way back to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and instead drove to the Patuxent Research uh, Research Refuge. Higgs pulled over at a, a secluded location and ordered the woman out of the van. The woman then asked if they were being forced to walk home, to which Higgs responded, something like that. As the woman got out of the van, Higgs took out the handgun and handed it to Haynes. According to Haynes' testimony, Higgs then said to him, better make sure they're dead. Oh, so he's the, he's the, like the shot caller. He's yep. the, he's the guy. Yep. Yep. Haynes then exited the vehicle, exited the van, and Gloria heard gunshots. He witnessed Haynes shoot one of the women in the chest. After the women were killed um, and the gun was disposed of, Higgs drove back to his apartment with Haynes and Gloria. Gloria was later dropped off at a fast food restaurant where he was told to keep his mouth shut. So that okay. plays the part where So he, he he probably was the young guy on the totem pole just, you know, hanging just out stand, and man. then the night just went crazy. And I don't want to yeah. give him too much right. like leeway of like he didn't do anything wrong, but they didn't even take him back to his house. They just dropped him off somewhere with a with a light threat. Feels like they. It feels like oh, well, it feels he like took he just, way more than like threat. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it, it was, yeah. if this dude telling people he just, hey man, here, kill them, kill so, yeah, them. Yo, yeah, I'll kill you. Yeah. So yeah, so all that was in. Don't tell nobody. Keep yeah. your mouth shut. Yes, or you'll end up like them. <laughs> right. So yeah, um, yes. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like. Not trying to give him any kind of pass, but it sounds like this is just a guy that was like, I'm excited to party with these guys. They're going to bring up the third girl. Recruited probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like he he thought he was just in for like a fun night and then the shit went completely sideways and yeah. crazy. Yep. So the defense argued that Higgs alleged, alleged reason for wanting the woman killed. Jackson's rejection, I'm mean, sorry, rejecting his sexual advances and mm-hmm. possibly knowing people who have retaliated against him was a very weak motive for ordering three murders. Is it though? 
Especially if he's running a business. I live, and in, I live, in, I live, I live in I live in Baltimore, man. That's that's not a weak motive to me. I don't think it is. That's either. not a weak motive to me at all. Disrespected in yep. his eyes, uh, threatening his business, yep. and emasculating him. Yep. That's not. I don't think that's like a a crazy com- combination of things to incite violence in a man. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that that that's crazy. I don't think that's far fetched. So they said. Um, the idea that women willingly got into the van for a li- for a lift home also contradicted the idea that Jackson Jackson was angry at Higgs and would not and would and would seek revenge. Again, I don't think that either because like he could just turn it on. You could just be like, "Hey, girl, my I'm bad. sorry." Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, this is the defense. This is what the yeah defense is. These the, these are weak defenses to any of these things. Yeah, I'm not even a I'm not a lawyer, and I would go. I would be up there as a prosecutor, like, is it? Is it not? Does that feel unf- unfathomable to you that just a, guy, but a just, guy could lie to right, a girl? Right. Just because he got an argument, he they were saying like, you know, just because he got an argument, they wouldn't have got back into the van. But you can, yeah. like you said, you can turn it on and go, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let, I'm gonna take you guys home. Get the other guys to get involved in the sorry from the side of the road in the van. Yeah. My, hey man, our bad. You know, let's go. Let's go dancing. Any yeah. type of bull, they could. Men know how to lie. Yeah. So uh, uh, that, that that's not a good defense. Yeah. So the defense claims that the real reason the women were killed was because they owed Haynes and some of his associates drug money. Two inmates at the Charles County Detention Center said Haynes had claimed to them to have a much bigger role in the killings. One argued Haynes was more of a partner to Higgs than someone he followed orders. I mean, I don't know, though. Yeah. Also, I don't I don't see. Us being partners and going, hey man, take this and go kill those. That's not that's that not, that's not partnership. partnership. That's not partnership. <laughs> that's not partnership. Any, at all. Yeah, no, that's not partners at all. I feel like what you're describing right now is probably Higgs got a separate trial from Haynes, and they're trying to spread the blame evenly, if not more, onto Haynes. Absolutely. To that's get Higgs less of a sentence. I don't think that this to defense, give Higgs less of a sentence or Haynes less of a sentence to give Higgs less less, less of a sentence because they're trying to the prosecution is trying to paint him out as this kingpin guy who ordered the you know drove to the place drove the girls and put it all on him. I feel like this defense attorney is Higgs' defense. attorney. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying from this. And, I'm, yeah, okay, I got you. And yeah. so they're saying like it's not just Higgs. Haynes is fifty percent responsible, right. so you okay, can't put. You, yeah. I feel like it's not. This is not a defense attorney for all three right. of the or because well, the the other guys are just he. he he was a witness. Yeah. So he's not the, I don't think this is the, the defense attorney for both of these men. Right. I feel like this is the defense attorney for Higgs. Yeah. And he's trying to say, Higgs is not the mastermind here. It yeah. was a 50, 50 thing. So Haynes is also responsible. So you can't just put all of the responsibility on Higgs. I feel like that's one person's defense attorney. Yeah. Cause that's okay. not a good, def- yeah, that's that not a sense. good defense for both of them Yeah. to yeah. go. Hey man, actually, if you were the defense attorney for both of us, and if you if you and me were on trial for something, yeah, if you and me were on trial for like stealing something, and yeah. they go, yeah, look, no, Fran isn't, he's not the mastermind here. Alvin and Fran are equally responsible, so you should give them the same amount of same time. Amount of, right, You're like, right. That's not a, what, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I feel like he's just the defense attorney for Higgs, right? Got and, you. And yeah, trying yeah. to paint him out to not be fucking Scarface, right? Okay, yeah, because that that's what the prosecution's doing, right? Um. So again, so they were saying that the Haynes was more of a partner to Hayes than someone who followed orders. Mm-hmm. One said that the, one said the victims owed him drug money, and that Haynes had to kill one of them, beca- one of the women, because she had been trying to set him up. So Higgs' lawyer said he only learned of the witnesses after reviewing Haynes' trial record, by which time Higgs, by which time Higgs had already been sentenced to death. Oh, yeah, the evidence was supposedly 
would supposedly have made both Haynes and Higgs equally culpable in the eyes of the jury. Mm. And the failure to provide the statements violated the Brady rule. By witnesses, they mean the 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 his 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 jail cell his cellmate. Because they said Haynes said that he had been yeah yeah yeah. So the witnesses are the cellmate testimonies. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yep. So according to the defense, both Gloria and Haynes repeatedly changed their stories. With Haynes admitting in 2012 in a sworn affidavit that Hig- that Higgs had not forced or bullied him into doing anything, mm. something the prosecution had claimed at Higgs' trial. Yep. So ultimately, Higgs and Haynes were found guilty of the murder of the murders mm-hmm. on August 24th, 2000. Haynes was sentenced to life without parole plus 45 years. Mm. The federal judge at Haynes' trial claimed he had shown no remorse for the killings. He was incarcerated in the United States Penitentiary. On October 26, Higgs was sentenced to death, Mm. becoming the first person in Maryland to be sentenced to death in the federal court system. He was incarcerated um, at the United States Penitentiary in Indiana. On November 22nd, Gloria was sentenced to 84 years. I'm sorry. That's not right. 84 months in federal court. Oh, I was like... (laughs) I thought you said I thought you said he only did seven yeah. or so years or something. Damn, Damn. eighty four months twist. in federal prison. So he was released on August fourth of two thousand six, serving a total of just over five years and two months in prison. <sighs> so mul- multiple controversies surround Higgs surround Higgs' case. Firstly, he was sentenced to death despite not personally shooting or killing any of the three women. Mm-hmm. The case against him was mainly built on the testimonies of Gloria and Haynes, who had both cut deals and changed their stories multiple times the fact that the fact the murders were committed on federal land further complicated things Higgs was tried by the federal government rather than by the state of maryland Mm. because they was on that on that the the reserve or whatever yeah had the murders occurred further down the road the women would not have been killed on the the patuxent the patuxent research refuge and Higgs would have been tried by the state of maryland instead Instead of by the instead of by the federal government, he had been tried by the state of Maryland based on a state law. He would have not been eligible for the death penalty. The state of Maryland also abolished the death penalty in 2013, with all remaining death row inmates resentenced to life without parole. Prior to the to to the um, abolition, the last execution in Maryland occurred in 2005. So the execution was controversial in part because Higgs was executed during a lame duck period. I mean, he also tested positive for COVID-19 a few weeks prior. Wait, what does lame duck period mean? Lame duck period is, it means when whoever the politician that's in place now, assessor has already been, um, picked. Uh huh. So it's about to turn over. Oh, it's like a transitional period in like the governorship or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so there was nobody for him to write to, to, to try to, um, commute his sentence yeah. or give him a reprieve or something yep wow so which is crazy the first time i've even even looked into that i didn't even know yeah me either so i was like that's crazy um that's just bad luck yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> like that phone's not right. ringing <laughs> like there's nobody there for you to even try to get, appeal to right and if anybody knows is more educated on the lame duck period please yeah please man. so he had also tested for, po- for positive for covid19 a few weeks prior Higgs' attorney raised the concern that COVID-19 had caused him lung damage and that during the execution, he would experience a sensation of drowning. So, okay. to me, it sounded like, I don't know, it, it sounded like that. That was them trying to get an in, appeal. That yeah, was them just, yeah, that, just, just saying just something weird. to get an appeal. 
So the execution was postponed by the federal judges ruling on January 12th. The Supreme Court voted six to three late on January 15th to let it proceed. So at 1.23 a.m. on January 16th, 2021, Higgs, 48, was executed by lethal injection at the United States Penitentiary in Indiana. Mm. His last words were, I like to say I am an innocent man. I did not order the murders. He mentioned each of the three women victims by name. He became the third and last inmate to be executed by the U.S. federal government in January after, after, convicted, after convicted murderers um, Lisa Marie Montgomery and Corey Johnson, who were executed on January 13th and 14th, respectively. Mm. Higgs was the 13th and final person executed by the United States federal government during the presidency of Donald Trump. He also remains the most recent person executed by the federal government as a whole. He is buried at the Poughkeepsie uh, Rural Cemetery in his hometown of Poughkeepsie, New York. And what was his first name? His, his, first, his first name? Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin. Dustin Higgs. Dustin Higgs. Oh. Now you, that last couple, those last couple of sentences really. What do you, how do you feel about that? About what? Like, what do you. Do you. I could be wrong here, but okay. I'm pretty sure Charles Manson didn't kill anybody. But he ordered people to kill people. That's the same thing. Right. Do you, if, but he's saying, I didn't do that. There's another reason why uh, Haynes, why Haynes shot them. His own reasons. I didn't tell him to do anything. I just drove them. Now, I was a scumbag for picking these girls up and driving them out into the woods. But I didn't order them. That's what he's saying. I I didn't order anybody to shoot anybody. So is this, is he being railroaded? Like, so you asking me, do his does he deserve to be? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm conflicted. No, I, I like, do you believe that he that. you believe he ordered Haynes to shoot I, them? I think he ordered the the killing Jess. Okay, because right. I did too. But then his last words being that is like it raises these questions. Well, technically, he, goes, he didn't kill him though. He didn't. But giving the order is the same. It's to the same. me. It's the same. Thing. I think in the, and in the, more importantly, in the eyes of the law, it's the same. It's the same thing. But, but if he's going, he I didn't. didn't. But he if, he's but, going, I didn't give the order though. It's just, it's weird to think that like. Because like, Mexican car- cartel bosses don't kill people. Right. But they tell you, they tell people who to go kill. But you are responsible, yes. Yes. But if he's saying I didn't. If he's saying I, yeah, but he didn't put a gun to Haynes' head to get, to, to pull the trigger on those women. Right. But what if his word is just that? That's my whole thing is that just because where I'm from, I know guys who their word is, it doesn't, they don't need to strong arm you to go do what I, t- I told you, my name is my name. So if I tell you to go do something, you're going to do it. Cause I said, it. I don't need to show you who I am yeah. for you to be scared of me or do what I, or respect me or whatever the thing is that would get somebody to kill people for somebody. Yeah. I don't need to show you that with force. Yeah. You've seen, I've you've already seen me what I do to people. So you're, when I say, Hey man, here's the gun. Go ahead and take care of that. Yeah. Then it's just no questions asked about it. You know, this is the boss and whatever. So if that's who they've painted him out to be, who I say, I I, I don't have a hard time buying into that character of a person. Those kinds of people exist. Yeah. So that's my whole thing. Is like, yeah, I, I I can know those people exist, but then I can also go, but is 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 Dustin Higgs that guy? And if I go, I don't know. Then his last words being "I'm innocent" and I didn't order anybody to kill anybody, it it puts that question in my head of like, okay, wow, it was is this just some stupid guy who was selling drugs and 
thought he was cool and got disrespected by a girl. Maybe he wanted to scare the girls. I, you know, like it puts that question in my head. Whereas for 75% of your story, I went, yeah, he probably went, pulled his gun out. Here, here's the gun. I think he did, though. Go do that. I think he did, man. Because he told Glory, don't, don't say a word when he dropped them off. Yeah. I think he did. And he was caught with firearms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cocaine and charged for, you know, yeah. attempt to distribute uh, drugs. And he... Uh, him being retaliated, I just I don't know. I think he did. I think he did make those calls. Yeah, yeah. Cause so so really the question that the question that I'm asking you is, and and I I guess I'm getting your answer. My question that I'm asking you is, do you think that Dustin Higgs is that guy? Yeah, I think he is. And I did. I do too. But yeah. that last thing about him I saying he didn't he didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the, but like that. on the but like right your last words. I mean, I, I'm sure your last words wouldn't be, yeah, I did it. But you know what I mean? Like that's such conviction in that. I don't know. That's uh, I'm seventy five percent that I think this guy is one of those guys. If, Where it's yeah, like Gloria, okay, Gloria, and, that Gloria and Haynes are his crew. Yeah, he's the head of the crew. He feeds them, gives them coke, gives them money. He work. He you know he, he they sell his package. Whatever. If we're saying Higgs is that guy, Higgs is the head honcho. Mm. Then I have no problem believing that Higgs drove his car and went. Hey, take care of that. And Haynes would jump out and do whatever Higgs said. You know what I mean? So and so, I answered the question the same way you answer. I have I have no problem, but I might be jaded just because we're from Baltimore. Like I know yeah. people who are that who are that guy. I know people who are that guy. Yeah, we heard plenty of stories of people who are that guy. And so, because I know that those types of guys exist, I don't have a hard time believing that Dustin Higgs could be one of those guys. Yeah, the head of a little crew. Yeah, but it's not. I don't. I don't change my mind just based on his last words, though. I just okay. That's just me personally. I just. That could mean yeah. that that doesn't mean anything. He didn't. He didn't kill. He didn't kill. Them. He didn't. If yeah. you want to go technically, technically or like street cold yeah. type, he didn't kill. Yeah, he didn't kill those women. Yes, that Haynes pulled the trigger on those. Mm-hmm. But in eyes of the law, like you said, it's his. It's on. It's on his hands. But yeah, I don't know. He told that guy. I don't. I just think. I think. Like you said, I think he is that guy. I think he is that guy. Okay. And make those calls. So for seventy five percent of the story, I was I believe that too. So I guess I mean I guess I shouldn't change my thoughts on that last on those last couple of words. But it is it's interesting. But because man. if not, it's a miscarriage of justice. This is this is yeah. It's kind of wrong. It's kind of wrong. I mean, listen, they clearly went to at least scare these girls, intimidate them or something. When they left out and got them to get back in the van, he didn't drive back to his apartment. They drove out to some secluded part of the woods. That part is important. Yeah, but also it's, he it's, drove. Like, it's like three sides of the story, though. You have you have that uh, they got into an argument because... He tried to sexually assault one of the girls. Right. Mm-hmm. Or And it was um, one of them owed him money. That was Haynes. That was Haynes. One, okay, one, okay. one of them owed Haynes money, one of them and that's Haynes why Haynes money. wanted to kill them. And the other one was the retaliation. Because they threatened to retaliate for her sexual assaulting, or yeah, or yeah. for her, for him attempt, for Higgs attempting to sexually assault, yeah, uh, Jackson, Jackson, right, right, right. Um, so, but those one and three that we just said are connected, yeah, and that also, so, so really, the, the best case scenario, this is a guy who tried to sexually assault a girl who he brought to his house, yeah, but we, and then but, drove but, them out to the middle of nowhere. But my point was, we don't know which one is is fact. We don't know which one is true. No, but all none of those things are mutually exclusive. Like you, I he can, he can. That one of those girls could have been trying to set them up, and they were at a party kicking it and drinking a beer and whatever, and he tried to force himself on a girl. Yeah, but I think it's different when they go out and once they go out and drive to follow those women. I think it's it's it's, it's different. I think okay. if 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 it was Haynes, if it was that story they brought up with Haynes, mm-hmm. her like you said, it's not mutually exclusive. But I just think that maybe 
they don't make that drive out there for okay. one of the reasons. I don't I don't okay. know which one, but maybe maybe yeah. his go. Whatever, let not, him go. It's not, yeah, it's it's not not worth it. But if Haynes go, or maybe it could be it could be we don't even know. It could be the opposite of that. It, Haynes could be the one that calls shots. Like, hey man, take me out there and and do this. Yeah. But nobody shined the light. Nobody brought that up in court, so yeah. nobody would never know. But we don't know, man. I still think he's the one to make those calls, man. Only because he got caught with all the yeah. He had, he had, I mean, the dope the was shit. in the apartment. He yeah. drove the car. They brought them back to his place. Yeah. It's all like, um, it's all setting up like I'm the guy. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I have no problem. I have no problem like seceding that this guy is some kind of shot caller. Now, do I think he should have been executed? And Haynes and Haynes and not. Haynes not. I don't agree with that. That's you know that's crazy. I don't agree with that. that. You know it's crazy that like the idea that well you're the shot caller and you get a worse penalty than the hitman. Yeah, is strange. Yeah, at, at at best I feel like either they get the same punishment or the killer gets the worst punishment. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting stuff, man. That was a really interesting story, friend. Yeah. Um. Wow. Holy Spirit, activate. <laughs> oh no. Holy oh, Spirit, no. Oh, activate. No. Holy Spirit, activate. Activate. Family Feud Activate. contestant. All right, let's go. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, she did that. She did that before she was about to do the final feud, just to get psyched up. Oh, okay. So now that's cleared my palate. That was a that was a crazy <laughs> dark story, and uh, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm ready. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, it's uh, my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, friend. It is uh, my turn to go. And I think I'm going to surprise you with this story because okay. I did not know that this person was dead. And right. So I found the full story out. It's absolutely insane, but it's also a legend and, you know, his story should be told in full context. And it fits, it fits, it fits, it sadly fits the true crime genre. So okay. my affirmative murder this week is the story of Roger Trotman. Roger Zap. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wait. I didn't know he was dead either. Wait. Exactly. That's crazy. He's been dead for a long time. I'll get into it. Classics, man. Oh, big. Oh, I'm going to play him. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. This, this is going to be a whole, this is going to be a whole tribute. It's going right, to be a Zap tribute session. Um, so, Zap, uh, man. Yeah, that's good. Come on. So, Roger Trotman. I'm sorry, but to cut oh. you off, what was weird is because, like, um, hearing his music and mm-hmm. then knowing his name was Zap. And then was like, oh, his name is Roger. I just, it was just, it was, it was just weird. I, I remember, I just remember that moment, me being young. It was just so weird. <laughs> That's my dad's right. <laughs> being a kid and shit. That's funny. Uh, so Roger Trotman was born the fourth of 10 children in Hamilton, Ohio in the mm. year 1951. He figured out from a very early age that he had a passion for music, forming several bands in his teen years and early 20s, including bands with his four brothers, such as Little Roger and the Vells. And Roger and the Human Body. It's two of the bands. That's, that was a that was a like eighties eighties yeah. nineties thing. Yeah, right? uh, K- Kitty and the Star yeah. Girls. <laughs> yeah, everything is a me and them. Yeah. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Yeah. So everything. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Well, you got to get you got to give the band some love. They do all the harmonizing and shoe whopping and doo whopping. You can't just be like, I'm Gladys Knight, and this is the band. Yeah, yeah, have them be the Pips. Let them be something. The Jackson, Michael Jackson, and the Jacksons. No, no, it wasn't. It was, no. it was Jackson. But at 5. the Freedom Tour, when he was Michael Jackson and he let Jackson Five come on, he'd be well, like, "That's different." Give it up for the Jacksons, and I'm Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's and different. give it up for them. Yeah, that's different. 
That's different. It's crazy you how outgrow the shit. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it, but it's like that. It's so weird that you see that all the time, like in groups. Yeah. It's oh. like the one person that's it's sadder super, now. Yeah, it's sadder super now. talented, and he just like. All right, I'm, I'm, gonna gonna make, I'm only going to be in I this for more, a little I, bit. Yeah, I make more money doing, like, bro. The saddest thing I ever saw, which it was still kind of cool, but the saddest thing I ever saw was NSYNC did the MTV VMAs, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. And Justin Timberlake was like, I'm not fucking doing that. So it was just Joy Fatone, Chris Kirkpatrick, wow. JC Chazé, and Lance Bass. And they're like, we're in sync, But, like, all the songs, he's the lead singer. Yeah. So they're only he really singing the Because he, he was just too good? Because he's fucking Justin Timberlake. Oh, but like man. they, it put you, it put you into being Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it was kind of dickish. Know your roots, man. Know where you yeah. came from. Well, I'll tell you like That's this: I don't up. think Harry Styles ever is ever gonna do a One Direction fucking reunion. You know what I mean? Like, it's some guys were. No, nah, well, when you go down that backslide, it's because now Marion's like, yeah, let's do B2K reunion. Yeah. When you're not, when the hits aren't popping like they used to, you'll do it. You'll do a reunion. But Justin Timberlake yeah. hasn't reached that point in his career. I don't think he ever. He's so big, he'll never reach a point in his career where he's like, I'll do a. You know, New Kids on the Block is touring. Yeah, man, these dudes will when it's when it's dried up out there. I get this money. Put the team back together, man. Yeah. People yeah. start they start being friends again. Oh yeah. Like fuck out now. Talking about doing a Drew Hill reunion and all that type of R the R and B guys are trying to get back together to yeah, give like, do like, verses. Yeah, like Omar and B Fizz. It's, it's B Fizz, right? Yeah, B Fizz. Fast beat, whatever. Lil Fizz. Lil Fizz, yeah, yeah they're trying, like, yeah. trying to be friends again. Oh, it's crazy, man. Um, but they were never up. they were never in sync level. Oh, and Omarion was no. never Justin Timberlake level. Right. So yeah, he but can, he can come back and do that. But you always can see. Oh, but he always, was the Justin Timberlake. Yeah, you always know the, t- the most talented. You can always is. see. Like, you know, like uh, like Sweet Lee. <sighs> Only brought him up because he Man. was in the Lakers game. <laughs> that dude's a star. I can't wait for his album. Not to get off on tangent, but it's kind of a music thing. Yeah. That dude's his voice is so angelic. Man, <laughs> Man that dude's a star. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> so uh, Roger, T- Roger Trotman, within two years, him and his brothers were discovered by George Clinton, mm. the legend of funk. Yeah. Who signed them to his new- always odd. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But you gotta be odd to you gotta be odd to write the lyrics. You ever listen you ever listen to funk lyrics? Yes. Yeah, this is insane. You have to be on acid and you have to be weird. George looks like acid. He looks he is acid. (laughs) acid. You smell like acid. I am acid. (laughs) Yeah, he had all these different colored dreads, but you have to be like, put the kitty cat in the bag, send her to space, 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 what is space? Time continuum. You're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Then it's like and then it starts sounds and shit. Funk is weird. Oh man, it's crazy. You ever you never you never you never heard the color blue till you listen to funk music. You don't know what blue sounds like. I do now, thanks to George Clinton. So so George Clinton signed the newly christened Zap. I don't know if I think Roger Troutman and his brother named the band Zap, but they became Zap once they signed to George Clinton's label. Mm. Um, I know that. Hmm. His his label was called Uncle Jam Records. Okay, and they signed to him in 1979. Uh, the original lineup consisted of Roger Troutman, Larry Troutman, Lester Troutman, Terry Troutman. <laughs> so many Troutmans. They have ten kids: Gregory Jackson and Bobby Glover. Uh, Zap made their professional debut on the first and only Funk Music Awards show. And I'm sure that award show was, you couldn't even see it on television. There's so much weed smoke and, oh man, a bunch of weird outfits and cowboy boots and canes and big top hats. Mm-hmm. It probably was a vibe though. A year later. Oh, so that, oh. so Zap was, uh, it was just, I just wanted to look up who else that he had in his, his label. Uh-huh. Cause I've never heard of it before. It was short lived. It was, yeah, definitely short lived, but Zap is a Zap the band because whenever I hear George Clinton, I always mm-hmm. Bootsy Collins always pops up in my head. Yes, and it said that Zap but Bootsy, Bootsy is his own legend. He's involved right. in this too. Right. Yeah. Okay, so Zap was the band of Bootsy Collins' protege, Roger Trotman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Yeah, so oh, yeah. they all worked in like the Oh, same yeah, yeah, yeah. Though. I mean, they were the pioneers of the genre. So, of course, yeah. they all were working together, making yeah. money together, Obus making Obus music together. Jesus. Collins is the man. He comes, he comes up briefly. That's he great. makes an appearance. Right, this cool. is a very funky This is a very funky <laughs> tribute. Uh, so, uh, like I said, a year later, as Uncle Jam Records was forced to close, mm-hmm. it was just, it was too funky. Yeah. Uh, Troutman signed with funk legend Bootsy Collins, mm-hmm. uncle to Snoop Dogg. Yep. Um, and released his self-titled debut, Zap, which featured more bounce to the ounce. Mm-hmm. We all know this song. It featured more bounce to the ounce, produced by Collins and co-produced, written and composed and performed by Troutman. Mm-hmm. The song peaked at number two on the Billboard on the Billboard Soul Singles Chart in in late 1980, and the debut album reached the top 20 of the Billboard 200. Great song, so so funky. So from 1980 to eight, to 1985, Zap released the gold selling albums Zap, Zap Two, Zap Three. Okay. And Zap for you. Right. Zap, Roman numeral zap, four, zap for you. you. Oh, zap okay. for you. That's the clever one. Yeah. They were kind of getting repetitive, like Friday the 13th movies, yeah. and then they put a clever one in yeah. there. Zap, num- Roman like, numeral. Hey, man, y'all sound a little bit skin Laura Kate. Do y'all have, yeah, do y'all have like a, what's up? You guys make this really creative music. You guys don't have creative names? No, it's Zap 3. Maybe it's more to it that nobody knows, though. Mm, with like what the Roman numerals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, like we, like it's did, so funky. You're did, not even on the. Yeah, you're not even on the level yet. Yeah, like we did like three ounces of like of acid. acid <laughs> when we did this, yeah. zap one tab of acid, zap two tabs of acid, zap three tabs of acid. Yeah, <laughs> zap four, zap four for you. We did horse tranquilizer. Yeah. <laughs> For us, for for you, for me, everybody did horse trick. We all did mescaline in, on Zap Four. So Zap Four yeah. U, Zap Roman yeah. numeral Four U, which included the top ten R and B singles: "Be All Right," "Dance Floor," "I Can Make You Dance," "Heartbreaker," and "It Doesn't Really Matter." And it's my jam. I mean, this is this is it's my jam. He has a bigger song that I will have to talk. I'll talk about, but this right bigger here bigger than this than Computer Love. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I won't even say it right now, but I, let me let me get into it chronologically. But so uh, they released uh, between 1980 and 1985. They released multiple albums, including the smash hit Computer Love. Mm, sorry. So funky. I'm sorry. Uh, throughout Zap's history, around 15 musicians participated in the group. Troutman later went on to a solo career performing under the name Roger and had a number one hit in 1987 with. Friend, do you know what? Um, what year was it? 87. Come on, you got it. Come on, sing it. Sing it before it starts. Come on. Um, what is it? Come on, you know. You got this. Come on. I can't remember the beginning of Roger it. Roger Troutman. His his single, Smash Hit. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't think of the beginning. I was thinking of something else. Yes. Uh Roger Troutman. Who was this? Who did this one with? This Nobody. is single? This is, he went solo. Oh, okay. He went, he was he made computer love with Zap, and I'm sure people were like. He when he goes, I'm gonna go do my own solo project. Yeah. They were like, it's the band. And then he was like, okay, I want to be your man. Came out. Yep. So it's like, oh, the genius is within Roger Troutman. It's not it's him by himself as well. Yeah. Him and his brothers, they all work together well. But this right here, yeah, this is baby making at its finest. I want to be your man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a jam. Yeah. Also, he a a, a truly a pioneer, man. There yeah. is no T Pain without Zap. Yeah. You know, like just the sound that he. Really brought to the forefront the way that he did. Oh, come on! Give it up to Roger Troutman, man. Yeah, legend. Classic. Absolutely a classic. So he had a they him Zap as well as Roger Solo had a wonderful run in the decade of the eighties, making smash hits, soundtracks, 
great career. Yeah. The career, his, their career, their music, their sound did eventually slow up a bit for a few years there. But in 1993, Zap released their biggest selling album, Zap and Roger, all the greatest hits. Okay. So basically all the music from the decades where they had all these great moments, like, you know, 81, they released such and such. 84, they create, they released this song. Yeah. 85, they released Computer Love. 87, they released uh, I Want to Be Your Man. They put all those songs on one album, mm-hmm. and it's 1993, so you can't download one song. Yeah. So they go, wait, you can get all of these songs on one album? Yeah. And it ended up being their highest performing album, him and Zap's highest performing album, which was called- Was he the pioneer of that? Or, or people was already doing of that. greatest hits albums. Yeah, no, no way. They they okay. they all they just also did it. I'm okay. sure there was other greatest hits albums, but this was their greatest selling album, which was because just because all of their smash hits were on one album. Yeah, yeah. Instead of having to go listen to Zap One, Zap Two, Zap Three, <laughs> and get pick and choose when yeah. you want to, you know, it's like we can get it all in one concise thing. So the greatest the greatest hits album, be, being such a smash hit, reinvented Troutman's career by making him synonymous with the dominating West Coast rap scene of the 1990s when he was featured on the legendary Doggy Style album by Snoop Dogg's, one of the best rap albums ever, not just Snoop Dogg's best album. It's one of the best rap albums of all time. He was also on Easy es posthumous album Straight with an 8, mm. Straight Off the Streets of Motherfucking Compton. Jeez. And yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very, <laughs> and then he was like, straight off the street, you know, he is straight off the streets of motherfucking yeah. Compton with yeah. his hat and everything. So um, it's very, it's a very aggressive title for an album, but very, very, NWA West Coast for the time, very gangster. Um, and of course, lending vocals to the iconic Fran. Who? T Pain? No, what? Oh. Michael Jackson? You're not you're not good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> his biggest hit, the biggest hit of his career. Oh, she He lent vocals to California Love, um, yeah. um, produced by Dr. Dre and uh Tupac song. Yeah. Uh, this song became Roger Troutman's biggest selling and most successful single to date. As the as the song reached the number one on the Billboard agree. Hot 100 charts, I would agree. That was a great music video too. Fantastic! It's it iconic. Everything about this song, yeah. the video. When you think of the West Coast, this is the song you think of. Like, I mean, this is an absolute. This was a moment. This is a moment that it, it was a staple in Tupac's career, yeah. and Roger Troutman was a part of that wave. And this was his biggest selling single ever. So he's now on top of the world, Fran. Roger had experienced everything the music industry had to offer: the good, the bad, the highs, and the lows. But finally, in the mid-1990s, he was at the peak of his career, beloved around the world for his innovative sound. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it all came crashing down when in the spring of 1999, Roger Trotman was shot several times in an alley behind his music studio in his hometown of Dayton, Ohio. Damn. He died at Good Samaritan Hospital. The gunman was the musician's older brother and co-founder of Zap, Larry Troutman. His brother? His brother, Larry Troutman, who co-founded Zap with him, shot him several times. Wow. Larry Troutman, Larry Troutman was later found several, blo- several blocks away with a self-inflicted gunshot in the driver's seat of the car. So it was a murder-suicide. He, so he, he, shot, he shot Roger Troutman and then drove a few blocks and then shot himself. Apparently, Fran. Jealousy. He had to be jealous. Oh, it's a whole combination of those kind of things. But jealousy is, is, is at the root of it, and yeah. then there's business stuff in play, but... It's so much deeper than business, I'm sure. But we'll never know the true answer. But here's the speculation. Apparently, Roger wanted a separation from his brother, Larry, and Larry's manager, whom they shared. Okay. So, it was, so he was in Zap with his brother. They were a thing. And then Larry's manager was also Roger's manager. But it was all kind of like Larry was, had his fingers around Roger. And Roger was like, I want to be Michael Jackson. Yeah. I want to step off on my own. Love you. But I want to get away. I'm, let's leave Zap in the past. It was a great moment. We did great things. But I'm going to step off and be Roger Troutman. Yeah. 
not of Zap, right? I want to be Roger Trotman. So I'm going to get my own manager and I don't want to do Zap anymore. And this caused conflict. And it is speculated that as a possible reason for the murder-suicide, but we'll never know. Also, I'm sure there's like, he's his older brother, but Roger's the successful one. Everybody knows Zap. When they think of Zap, they say Roger Troutman. They might not say Larry Troutman. So all of this stuff is like festering within him for years. And then the person who he's like, okay, well, I might not get the credit that I deserve, but at least I'm a part of the team. I make the money with Roger. We're Zap, like whatever. And then one day that bubble bursts when he goes, I'm going to go it's off and be Roger Troutman by myself it's without you in any in with without you in any way i think it's, it's the money absolutely but i'm but it's the money and the jealousy i think it's and i think the, it's, I think the, it's more the, the brother money. younger brother being more successful and more well-known than it's i think it's a i think it's like a maj podge of all of these things yeah because even if it's just the money it's you okay. you shoot your brother several times in an alley if if, 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 it, if it, the like, argument was about money it had to be uh, i think it's about the reason why i'm saying it's about money because it has to be they were they were they were big at some point yeah Living a lifestyle, yes, that could support what you know the the, the, the money was, was coming doing, in. The money was coming in. Now Roger goes, okay, I want to be on my own. It's like I don't have the talent to do what we were doing together. We, I need you. Where, where exactly? Where else am I going to get? Where am I going to get? Especially, if you, especially of a lifestyle where you like, I don't yeah. want to give up this lifestyle. Absolutely, that's addictive. That's a that's addictive. So Absolutely. you go, what the fuck I'm gonna do if he leaves? What, what else am I going to do? Yeah. Then jealousy, jealousy. But like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the argument yeah. was the argument was undoubtedly about yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. The anger that came from in that argument because what happened, I'm sure, was what the fuck you mean? you, you want to leave and then, yeah, yeah. and but while that's happening, it's you think you can do this without me? I'm Larry Trout. I'm yeah. a genius too. I help make computer love. All of this is happening in his brain. I'm sure. I'm speculating, but it's not just like well, how am I going to pay for my mansions? Yeah, it's like. You think you're better than me. I'm your older brother. You need to listen to me. You want to get a new manager. You want to leave me. All of this is happening while they're having an argument about money, I yeah. think. And then it, and then you do that terrible thing, and then you're driving, and you go, I just fucking shot my brother. Yeah. You know, and then that the weight of that sets in. Because yeah. like, he loves his brother, I'm yeah. sure. But it was Multiple just like, times. yes, shot his brother. So it wasn't an accident. It wasn't yeah. a scuffle. He murdered Roger Trotman. He shot him several times. So it was not a question of if it was a... Uh, a fight, a scuffle, an accident. He chose to do it, but in a moment of anger, I truly believe. And then he drove off and he, I don't think he drove off and was like, now I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. You know, I don't think that was in his mind. I think it was like, I just fucking shot my brother yeah. who we did this amazing thing. My brother, I mean, we we made amazing, people can say Roger Trotman's the genius, but I traveled all around the country, around the world with my brother and did yeah. all these great things. And I just shot my brother who we grew up in the same house with. You know, hands like stories like this when it happened around those, around those years, yeah. it's like, um, again, like obviously it wasn't social media, but stuff when like somebody's when somebody when somebody dies of that stature he was at yeah. at the time, and the new the news breaks. Oh man, on on TV, not social media, where it's like it's blasted everywhere. It's, so it's, it's like, now going word of mouth, right? It's hitting everybody, yeah. person to person. That's so that's, that's how you I feel. Th I always yeah. think about that. It's, it's, the weight crazy. of it is the weight of it in that regard is way stronger. Exactly. Like yep. when people found out Princess Diana died, or yeah. when you know. Tupac and Biggie Smalls died. It's like yeah. somebody had to come up to you and go, "Did you hear about Tupac? Right. Oh, he got shot again. No, he'll be all right. No, man, he died. Yeah. And then you go now past that. That's the news. That's the that's how stuff would trend. Yeah. Like that OJ shit. Everybody just standing in front of it. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Times Square or whatever. Yeah. Just looking at a big TV, waiting for the verdict. You know. Yeah. It's like everything was more of an yeah. intimate. I always thing. think about that. This is crazy. Yeah. This 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 news definitely shook the world, man. Yeah. Roger Troutman at this point was. He was on one of the biggest songs of the decade yeah. in the '90s, and also he was Roger Trotman from Zap, the the iconic you know pioneer. So this part, he has ten brothers and sisters, so 
they have the say. I don't. Wait, I'm the state have, and all that stuff. No, no, no. Oh, no okay. No. So, um, Roger and Larry were laid to rest six days later in a joint funeral. Uh, the funeral for joint Roger and Larry Troutman and drew, an est- mm-hmm. it drew an estimated three thousand people uh, to the Solid Rock Church in Monroe. Now, friend, I love you like a brother. If you ever kill me, mm. you are, n- and then you kill yourself. Yeah. You're not allowed in my. They don't do my funeral with the person. I understand they're I brothers, but and then the, you know the siblings wanted to be like family, and we all do it to get, you know. But I don't think you should get to decide if Roger Trotman would forgive his brother. Yeah, and they have and you're showing pictures of them shaking hands and hugging each other at the you know because it's like a funeral for them. The brothers died. Oh, it's so sad. But it's like I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about that. That's like that's not you don't get to make awkward, that decision. Yeah. You don't get to make that decision because then there's people. Roger Trotman's wife, his kids, whatever. They're there, and you have to like. There's also people mourning Larry, which, you know, he had a life. He should be mourned too, I, I suppose, but separately. Yeah. You know, because that's just, it's awkward. Yeah. How do you, I can imagine what that fun, what that, what that uh, wake was like. I mean, you're up there speaking on Roger. How do you speak on Roger positively and speak on Larry positively and yeah. not mention the circumstances that got them here? Yeah, why are we here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here because one of these people. Yeah. So it's like, um, I don't know. Yeah, but I it's not I my like family, I and but I, I, I would not want you to decide for me when I'm not here who I forgave and who yeah. I've made amends with and he would have wanted us to do it this way. I don't know. No. He should have had his own service for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So Roger Troutman and Zapp's musical legacy lives on. A sculpture honoring him was dedicated in 2012 on the former site of the Troutman recording studio near Salem Avenue where he was shot. In 2002, Lester and Terry Troutman released... Uh, Zap 6? No, uh, oh. ex- existential space ride. Um, How the fuck would I guess that? I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's Zap Six, ba- back by popular demand. Uh, they <laughs> uh, they released Zap Six, back by popular demand, and the band continues to perform across the country. Last fall, Zap celebrated the release of a tribute album called Zap Seven. Zap Seven, Roger and Friends, at the Schuster Center in Dayton, Ohio. I mean, <laughs> well, it's like at this point when now he's dead, it's like we got to keep the thing going now. Do you? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> so they released Zap Seven. Uh, Lester Troutman said in a, in a 2018 interview, well, maybe they was doing it to get up to ten. Oh, for each kid. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a. I like that angle. Mm. No nah, man, Nux on that. I give you Nux <laughs> on that. No, nah, I give you Nux on that. Let me not pound that. Yeah. No, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Okay, wow. Okay, maybe they were trying to get up maybe. to 10. Then the, the saga continues then. They got two more, possibly. Lester Troutman said in 2018 on the podcast, what had happened was, um, he said, I would be lying to you if, I would be lying to you and the fans if I said, well, we never had problems or we never tried to do other things, but the bond is, the bond is what kept us together, yeah. is what he said. He said, I can't even imagine life without doing this, meaning, you know, referring to Zap the band. Yeah. So that was Lester Troutman, one of the four brothers who were in the band. But um, Roger Troutman, like I said, was murdered by his brother Larry, his older brother Larry, who was the co-founder of Zap. Um, yeah, that's just like Insync going on tour, and, and Justin Timberlake's not there. It's like, oh, it's even it's 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 like it's like go, it's like Insync going on tour, and Justin Timberlake isn't there, and JC Chazé isn't there. Like two of them aren't. So then it's like you guys should just name a you guys should just be a different thing. Yeah. Because this Cause is a not, lie. It's not whatever. It's not in sync. No, I remember when. Because <laughs> you're not in sync at, at all. all. Yeah, because this, this is the, the main person's not here. The main person's not here, and then the second the guy second guy's isn't not here. here. So 
Yeah, it, it, but it's their brothers. It's the tribute. You and you and you want to tour. You want to make some money. Let's be honest. You know, you want to keep the name going. You want to try to keep people downloading the Zap songs. You want to keep it's it's a it's a machine. You want to keep his name alive. And the there's I think there's other ways to do it. But th- them coming out and doing his songs. Is and it stuff, hologram? No. Oh, how do you feel about holograms? I think it's awesome. I don't. I don't. I don't. I feel, well, because like goosebumps when I saw a Tupac. Sure. One? Yes, that was a crazy moment, right, Coachella, right? But. If Prince goes, I don't want anybody using my likeness in perpetuity for anything. I own my rights. I'm an independent artist. I don't want to be on some stage. I don't want you using my music for Christmas songs. If he says that, I don't think an artist should have to say that, though. Like Prince has made Prince made it clear by his actions in his career that I don't want people making money off of me after I'm dead. My creativity comes from me. You don't get to like re- remix it and everything. That's dope, though. It's it's dope for the fans, but like, is that fair for a person to be like? No, no, I'm saying it's slave. Dope. I'm talking about Prince. Him yeah, saying so like, "Oh yeah, I'm yeah." No. When I'm gone, that is it. Don't touch my shit. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's unless I left something yeah, in writing. I think that's. But dope. for somebody to have, like be, I would, I would, I'm a massive Amy Winehouse fan. Mm-hmm. Fan. I would never go see an Amy Winehouse hologram because it's just like she was such a creative genius that for the the, the notion that this set piece has been put together without her input. Like maybe she wouldn't want the set to go like that. It's just it's slavery. Like it, they're using you forever. It's, that's the I have I have that stance because I have that stance about those posthumous albums. It's all the same thing to me. For Pop Smoke to be dead, you want to feed his family. The yeah. rapper Pop Smoke, he's dead. You want to feed his family. Cool. For you to they you know they used up all of his music already. He just Dang. every feature he's ever done is been it's been used and he died like last year. Yeah. So they they don't get to spread it out and. They 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 were like it's the hot thing everybody's talking about it put out an album put out yeah. another album let's just use it up for the moment and now his legacy is is done yeah. you you have what you have to live with they didn't put something in a vault that they could use his family didn't get to put one some of his features in a vault and then he gets call, a call in ten years and they go yeah you can buy it for a million dollars because that's he left us that yeah. these are his his words he left us with nope they you sucked him dry and tossed him label man. The label did that. XXX Tentacion, all these guys, all these kids who are young kids, you know, doing, living that street tough life and they sell that and then they get caught up in that street life and then they're like, okay, let's make money off of their dead body too. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like people making money off of the dead bodies of creative and creatives in yeah. any okay. regard. But if they that. sign off on it, then I'm cool. If Tupac right. said, yeah, man, let yeah, me hologram. I know he didn't, but that's why <laughs> that's my feeling on it. It's like, nobody did that. Yeah. Anderson Pac, you know, you know, I love Anderson Pac. He got a tattoo that said on his arm. He got a tattoo on his body that basically said something like, "Don't do shit with me. When I die, don't release my music." And there was more of a protest than anything, but that's his stance. Don't release it or what? Don't like, don't just don't put my shit out. If if I'm not, if I die, don't put my shit out in some kind of like, unless I unless I have a explicit like plan. I'm say it, it would, I mean, it would have to. It would have to come out at some point. I mean, that was. Something you made and put your effort into, you but that's not that's not though? true though. Sometimes artists oh, create shit. I've re- I've done recordings in this room where I'm like, I'm never putting this shit. This shit is trash. Yeah. So, so when I die, people just get to go like, yeah, releases voice notes. <laughs> Me being like, okay, so a podcast where I'm sitting down with my dog, yeah. and I put peanut butter on her nose, and you know, and we call it doggy style. It's like, no, that's not that's not that's not that's not a good idea. <laughs> but they re- they get to release that because they go, it's yeah. Alvin content. He yeah. made it sc- the world. He wanted it to hear it. No, yeah, I yeah, made this true. just that's in a true. moment of, of vulnerability. I expressed myself through my music, through my words, and I just did it to express myself. I didn't want people to hear it. Yeah. So that's my stance on that. And so the the feeling that 
Zap is still going around and putting music out, but they're his brothers. Yeah. You know, I, maybe they know something we don't know. But Zap 8 was the last album to come out. They did an interview on a podcast in 2018, and they were talking about how, like, they, they loved their band that they had with their brother. Yeah. Roger Trotman was a true genius. Um, I remember when we were kids, you used to look up YouTube videos of dudes with this, they put the little straw in their mouth and do the the zap sound. It's yeah, very man. complicated and disgusting. Yeah, but he made it. Are. Yeah, he made it look but cool. It's dope though. It's so cool. And then you have it's to dope. breathe in with the, yeah. with the straw in your mouth that makes that gross slurping noise. But it sounds so good with yeah. the you know the auto tune or whatever. I would love to just have one though. And just fuck around. Just Maybe I'll get you one for Christmas, bro. I'll look into it. Yeah. And you can do it on the podcast. That'd be cool. We'll look into it. Maybe we'll get a music element up in this piece. Well, maybe you, you probably can you can probably edit that in. What make your voice auto tune? Yeah. I don't know how you to do that. It'd be easier for you to just manually do it, honestly. I'm not, I'm not a fucking specialist. I don't know how to fucking just make you auto-tune. It's not my thing. But uh, yeah, no, absolute legend. Like I said, there's yeah, no... Man. Not just T-Pain, because the, the, the whole sound is auto-tuned now. Yeah. So honestly, without Roger Troutman and Zap laying the foundation for what that sound is, and then T-Pain kind of picking up the baton, yeah. still think T-Pain... He had a big moment, but he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Absolutely I mean, T Pain had a hell of a run. And he's a great artist, and he's a great. He makes great music, yes. and he can rap really well. Yeah. But if he doesn't pick up that baton that Roger Troutman passed to him, we don't have any of these guys now. Yeah, Future, yeah. Lil Baby, none of these guys are doing this because they don't. T Pain, T Pain made it cool for the next generation. Yeah, and then they tossed him aside and took it and made it hard because of jealousy. But that's a, that's a different story for yeah, now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before we get out, of, before we go to the good vibes, did you did you ever watch them? There's a there's a uh, episode about T Pain of on like icons or so it's some some kind of music show on Netflix, mm -hmm. and he said Usher at the peak. Yeah, of, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm specifically. Usher was like, about. you know, you fucking ruined music, right? And I was like, and, I, and after and I heard then, that, I was like, I still like Usher, but I don't like him now. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> don't fucking this guy's on fire. He's got fucking uh, bartenders out. Yeah. T Pain's and on fire. And he went through some mental shit with that too. Yeah, that fucked him up. Yeah. Who doesn't love Usher? You respect Usher. Yeah. You're an R&B singer and Usher goes, you know you fucked up music. Yeah. And then Usher releases Oh My God. Yeah. Usher releases after t after Usher came up and accosted T-Pain on a plane to tell him how he ruined music. Usher released this song. Oh my You don't get to do that. You don't get to fucking shit on somebody's creativity and then yeah. and then steal it. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I saw that. He that's what I was talking about. He he lost me with that. I was like, yeah, I don't. I don't that's you don't do that shit. First of all, I'm in first class. I'm enjoying a glass yeah. of champagne. You call you first and you call me. You have your security call me over to you yeah. to to shit on me. Usher, man. Yeah, more like Buster. <laughs> Infuriating. <laughs> Holy Spirit, activate. Oh no. Holy oh, Spirit, no. Oh, activate. No. Holy Spirit, activate. 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 Oh. All right, let's go. Let's get into these good vibes. That's right, folks. It's uh, about that time for some good vibes. I know, first of all, I know we're a long ways out from it, but I love November. It's such a good time of the year. It's got some of my favorite seasons, and uh, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. It's a great time for family and food. It's the only time of year you get to eat these foods, Fran. Yeah. So I'm excited because I haven't had them all year long. You know, yams and turkey and gravy, and mm. you famously love stuffing. I love stuffing. Just on its own. Yeah. Eat it by itself. Yeah. Well. I like stuffing too, but not 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 to that extent. Delicious. My brother likes um 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 sauerkraut. Oh, he loves. Sauerkraut. I'm not in the sour stuff. We make a pot just for him, and he gets down he on just it. Just gets down whole pot. 
Yeah, I'm not a sour. I'm not a big sauerkraut guy. I do like sauerkraut on my like my hot dogs. Oh, no. yeah, a little sauerkraut, a little brown mustard. I like that. Um, but no, not just like mm, <laughs> it's too much. Anyway, friend, um, my this is you know listen. I believe Tom Brady is the you know the best and most legendary football player of all time. But that that's that's besides the point. People, he's a he's a polarizing figure in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But this is a a story that can't be polarizing. You can't hate Tom Brady for the story. It's impossible to. Okay. So, um, so just a couple of weeks ago, there was plenty of reasons of to celebrate a couple Sundays back for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks had just dominated the Bears thirty in a thirty-eight to three win. Brady threw for four touchdowns to become the first player in NFL history to toss six hundred touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Also within that game, he he didn't trick, but the guy who he caught the six hundred ball from the crowd, and when Brady's henchman, whatever you know, whatever Tom Brady's like bodyguard is yeah. came out and got the ball from the guy the guy just gave him the ball no he didn't he did well he, no he did he gave him the ball with no oh with no, i thought mike evans did that mike evans gave him the ball yeah, but yeah, i'm yeah. saying tom brady's guy was like tom brady was like uh daryl we need i back. want the 600th ball go get yeah. it from whoever yeah and the guy was like yeah sure here fucking could have put that on ebay nothing he didn't ask, ask for any money but tom brady was like i'm gonna get him a bitcoin which is big oh what? What that's, is that's what? Not what happened? What's, what happened then? That they he gave Mike Evans gave the, that dude in the fan the ball. Uh huh. He didn't give that ball up. No, it was way more than that story. He gave the ball to him, friend, he, for he nothing. Gave, no, he did. That's not the story. All right, you may be right, bro. but that's not. I'm story. telling you, that's what happened. That All he right. gave him the ball for nothing, and then Tom Brady was like, "Yeah, I feel bad. He could have really get, got something for that. So I got him some tickets or whatever, or I gave him that's a sign. I, I thought, got him a signed jersey, and I then pe- the guy was, like, and then people no. were, people trashed that guy on the internet because they were like. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. He was like, and Tom Brady was like, I'm going to get him a signed jersey or something like that. And then Tom Brady saw that he was getting shit on the internet. Not Tom Brady, oh, but the guy, okay, the okay. guy was getting shit on like, what okay. a fucking idiot. He could have made a million dollars off of that ball. Okay. And then Tom Brady was like, I got him some signed stuff and I'm also going to get him a Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. I must have, I must have looked at it wrong. I thought that, well, how I read it was like. No, I he get, was like, here, Tom think, Brady's guy. I okay, love Tom Brady. I, I think it was in my head where I was like, the dude put up a fight. It was like, no, oh, no. He put up no that, fight. Which I won't give me for yeah. this ball. He put up no fight. That was everybody else saying that's what I would have done. Oh, gotcha. But the guy was like, here, I love Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the I ball for done nothing. It too, though. Fuck no. You wouldn't have done that? No. You know how much money sports million memorabilia is worth? Yeah, His six hundredth ball? I would have been like, yeah. sorry, man. I um, Tom Brady won't hear you. Fuck that. Now it's interesting the thought of maybe if Tom Brady goes, I don't even want the ball anymore. Does the ball become worthless? But no, probably not, because now it's controversial. If Tom Brady goes, Oh, he wouldn't give me the ball, then I don't want the ball. I think the ball is tainted now, and I don't think anybody should have it. And people go, Oh shit! Now Tom Brady hates the ball. Now I want the ball. Yeah. So him even you know because he could have tried to do that like shit on the ball so that the guy doesn't get any money for it. But mm-hmm. even him mentioning it, it makes it a bigger thing and yeah. then it still sells for money. So, yeah. so Tom Brady did the right thing by being like he gave me the ball for free, but I'm gonna give him some stuff. Oh, I didn't know he gave it up that easy. Gave it up with. I thought he was in crowd like no no. What y'all gonna he give? Me? Was like here, please oh, take shit. it to give it to Tom Brady. He mm-hmm. deserves it, idiot. Yeah. But it worked out. Being a nice person. Worked out for you doing the right thing. Yeah. That's not what this is about. Anyway, so for a young Bucks fan in attendance at the game, Brady jogged over to him and uh, gave him a hug and, and showed love to the kid who had tears of joy. It was, it was all caught on camera. The reason that Tom Brady ran over to him was because the young boy was holding up a sign that said, that said Tom Brady helped me beat brain cancer. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was, that's the same the same, it's the same game. Oh, I didn't know that. It's the same game. So uh, Tom- No, that's the same people that had the ball, though. No, no, no. Oh, this is separate. It's, it's two separate okay, things gotcha. that happen. Okay, okay, gotcha. um, so he held up the sign. Tom Brady went up to him, gave, shook his hand, gave him love and hugged him or whatever. And, 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 and so the, the, the kid was like, thank you, whatever. And then he, he hugged his dad. And I'm sure that was a powerful moment for his dad because the kid 
your little eight-year-old kid has survived brain cancer. You yeah. know, to watch your kid go through that. So, um, like I said, Brady gave the boy a handshake and gave him a hat, and uh, the kid started crying into his chest. And then after the game, Tom Brady said, that was really sweet. Obviously, a tough kid, man. Uh, puts a lot into perspective with what we're doing on the field. In the end, it doesn't mean much compared to what so many people go through. Yeah. Uh, we all try to make a difference in different ways, and I think so many guys commit times to their foundations and doing good things for the world. And the NFL does a lot of great things, too. You got to plug the product. I always think, what's the best thing that you can do under any circumstance? It was nice. It was so nice to see. So it was another stellar day on the field for Brady, but it was, an, it was, one, of, it was one of a myriad in his astounding career. For that young man, though, it's likely that this Sunday was one of his greatest so far and one he won't soon forget. I just thought that was like a cool, you know, that's what sports is about. Like, you know, people, you know, sports is sports has been polarizing for some things over the past couple of years. But at the core of it, it's a thing that you go and do with uh, as a kid with your with your dad or your mom. And, you mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's this, this, these nostalgic moments happen. And like, that's what sports is about. It's about yeah. it's supposed to be about bringing people together and and camaraderie and teamwork and all these things these principles that really do mean a lot of stuff so it's cool to see it when it happens and that was one of those moments so shout out to tom brady i know fuck tom brady and all that kind of stuff but it was a it was a, it was a cool moment yeah. so yeah so that guy he did he got like two jerseys he got a couple i'm sure tom and brady like i'm sure i'm sure tom brady la- laced them up with some tb12 shit some like some season tickets i think for like i don't the, know about season tickets i think he got he got Season tickets for the rest of the year and next year, I think. Oh well, that's great too. Yeah, but Bitcoin, and Tom Brady also said he was going to get him a bitcoin. Could he slip me two bitcoins? But you know, whatever. now you're getting greedy. Uh, see, Tom Brady. What is two bitcoins to Tom Brady? What is anything to Tom Brady? That's why I would have not given him the ball in the first place. <laughs> I would have probably been like, I need a, I need a, I need a hundred and fifty thousand dollars because I know I can get that for this. True. That's what I'm saying. But if you do a nice thing and now you get this publicity and you're a nice guy and Tom Brady's giving you a bunch of signed shit that you yeah. can sell. You yeah. can sell that. Yeah. Jersey? It's not, you can sell the jerseys and all that Just stuff. Just give me a signed ball. Anything Tom Brady signs in this year of his career is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So if he gave him he a box it. of shit that he sold, I mean, a box of shit that he signed, he gave him a million dollars. Yeah. It's Tom Brady. He's 44 years old and he's the best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. Or one of them. I mean, yeah. but still, that's, ins- that's insane. He's yeah. 44 years old. So yeah, so that was my story. Fran, it's your turn. Please take it away. Yeah, my um story was uh by like now since I'm like into like investing and all this other stuff. I thought Ooh. this this was uh super cool. I mean like maybe like six years ago I probably wouldn't care I wouldn't care. You giving out some friends financial tips? No 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 <laughs> this is about Kobe Bryant. The late oh great. okay okay yes Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. rest, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Um he he was one of the early investors for um body armor which is the, the drink, drink right the drink he bought stock in it for six million dollars and he just sold um to Coca Cola for four hundred no he sold for Coke, to Coca-Cola for $5.6 billion. Oh, my God. And his the Bryant's estate is getting at least $400 million <sighs> for that investment. I just, when I hear that, it's just, this dude is making money. He's not even alive anymore. Yeah. For an investment, a super smart investment he made years ago. Yeah. You get $6 million is like, that's nothing. That was just like, okay, sure, here. But if you put that into, if you put that into like normal everyday American numbers... That's still possible. You know, if you go like, yeah. I, I made an investment of $6,000, sold this thing for a million dollars, and now my $6,000 investment, I'm going to get $250,000 yeah. from that. That's just, that's still like an amazing but investment. Saying, you just know, like, either way. Just, yes. Oh, $6 million just, was just nothing dope. to him. He, yeah, yeah. His advisors or whoever said like, you should do it in this. Yeah. And then it worked out for him in the long run. Yeah. That kind of stuff I'm very fascinated by. I watched a video that said investing is about doubles. Yeah. And if you, if you can take 
ten dollars and then you invest it in something and you get twenty dollars back. That's what yeah. you're looking for. But you're trying to do it in the in the shortest amount of time exactly. possible. Yeah. And so I am motivated by that kind of stuff. Um, it is hard. You, you, it's a whole bunch of stuff that you need to do to be right. able to see the doubles and yeah. see the opportunities and yeah. see what's smart. But they're all out there. Like money, yeah. there's money to be made out there. And the worst thing you can do is let your money just sit in your savings account. Exactly, man. And then just just learning that just from now. It's just, but like I said, just seeing this now, I'm I, I'm in the space trying to learn about it and stuff like that. It's yeah. just super cool, just for that to happen. And this dude is still providing for his family. He's oh. not even here anymore, which is. Gen- generational generational providing yeah so i just wanted to just speak on that. i thought that was super cool it's not other other stuff going on right right yeah um so i just thought that the was news cool. of the world has just been a bunch of nerd shit like hey did you know that uh tylenol helps with elbow pain like man i don't care man a new study well, i'm not reading that man where's the entertaining stuff at? so there hasn't <laughs> been a ton of that yeah. um fran did you finish you no i haven't <sighs> finished it i've been i've been binging um murders in the building Sorry. damn okay i guess i gotta start watching murders in the building for sure yeah man okay. Okay, well, I um I did on Halloween. I watched uh, Freaky. It's okay. Vince Vaughn, and I don't know the other young lady's name, but it's like um the Freaky Friday movie where the mom becomes the daughter, mm-hmm. but instead a high school girl becomes a serial killer. Okay, because of magic, like they swap bodies, and then it's like, oh, it's wacky, but it was really good. Mm. It was like campy and silly, but the kills were really graphic and entertaining, and it was a really interesting story and it was a lot of funny jokes i really enjoyed freaky but i was very preoccupied the weekend you know jet setting and cali hanging out with phoebe bridges so i didn't really have time to watch much i know you was hanging out with her yeah you know well you know virtually sure yeah we hung out virtually sure but you know so but you know case around you know um uh tomato tomato i don't know what's gonna say case around around. (laughs) (laughs) i heard that song a few weeks back and it just stuck in my head so i've just been saying it i'll just be in the house like case around around (laughs) (laughs) it's like man oh well we're all around out of almond milk case around around I just wow. say it. I just say, just say it. it. It's stuck. It's stuck in there. It'll yeah. get out soon. But um, yeah, um, yeah. Man, let's get up out of here, man. Uh, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Deuces.